Okay, Boker Tov, on this Erev Shabbos, Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, we're continuing in the Bayam Darkecha, page Shin Yud Tes. We're in the subject of the Pathways of Dveikos, subsection Zion. It's called Re'iyah Be'enei Asecho, seeing with the eyes of your intellect. So this level that we've been talking, how a person can not physically see, but existentially see things, although he can't see them. This type of sight is mentioned in Eov, Mipsori, from my flesh, Echaza Eloka, I see Hashem. The question is, how is it possible to see Hashem? But the meaning is, the concept, Re'ia, seeing, is clear knowledge, natural knowledge, uh, that doesn't need any thought, Okay, and in general, we understand things like this um, usually only by active physical seeing. When a person sees it with his eyes, then it's clear what he sees. So a clarity, even without seeing, is called ria. Okay, now, and therefore, a person can reach this level, which, which we call the ayin hasechel, the eye, the intellectual eye where a person is absolutely sure about a certain reality and uh, it's with the power of the feelings of his divine soul to the point that he feels it and he mamish sees it in his inner sanctum of the mind. So he gives an, a marshal for this, a parallel, a parable for this in the physical world. Even though a person doesn't see his friend's neshama, he still speaks to him. Isn't that interesting? All there is is a physical body. How do I know there's a, even a mind inside there? I don't see your mind. I don't see your brains. I don't know if you have any from what my eyes see. From what my eyes see, I don't know that. But it's clear there's an inner aspect of a rational human being. And you wouldn't, and, and for, I'm not speaking to your body. I'm speaking to what's inside you. No one would speak to a dead person, for example. So the same thing, like, how do I know you're alive? Because I just know that's the way it is. Okay. And that clearly is a high level. And that, and that is a natural reality that the person, um, when a person sees his friend sleeping, right? But uh, he's still not going to speak to him. <laughs> I'm not going to speak to the guy if he's asleep. All right? Even though you're not seeing the neshama, but it's clear to the person. This is something that's defined by the sight of your intellect that we know everybody has this. And that should be the same feeling for godliness. It should be clear Hashem's reality as clear as anything exists that we know exists. And it should be so clear that a person can mamish feel this, that the whole world is enclosed in divinity. And anything that happens, he associates it naturally with the divine energy that's inside everything. And this is the true level of the light of Shabbos, where it's this level of wisdom where from the world of Atsilus, where the low world conceals all this 
and physical people like us are even able to merit such a wondrous clarity of faith and as if we're seeing with our eyes the unity of Hashem. And this is fascinating. Footnote, Reish Chav Zion says, and that's what it means. The Mishnah says, Ezel Chacham Haroa Es Hanolad. Who is a wise person? Someone who sees what's going to develop. So he see, means to say he sees how everything is going to come out in a regular way from Hashem. Whereas the simple shot is, a person knows if I do this, that's what's going to happen down the line a couple weeks from now. So they have foresight, right? Here we're saying, Haroas Anolet, see who's the one that brings everything into existence. He sees with his mind, he sees Es that which is born from the reality of Hashem. And that's a real wise person. Okay. So now Ches, he summarizes and says, there are two levels of Dvekas. One is called the level of Bina, understanding. And that's a Dvekas that develops through a person's thoughts and works on this. And where the person still feels he is his own reality, but he invests in himself to think about Hashem and nullify himself to Hashem. That's one level. And higher than that is where you don't see anything except Hashem from a much deeper understanding of the true reality. And that is called Chachma. Interesting. And this is a clear dvekas in a natural way where a person in general sees nothing else and therefore he's never distracted from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Okay. Tess, the last subcategory here, is that a person has to be dovek to Hashem all the time and not only when you do a mitzvah, but you should think about Hashem all the time, speak to Hashem all the time, and to remember this person should increase his words with Hashem to speak before him everything that's on his heart, everything that's happened to him, all his yearnings, all his desires. And even if a person, it seems that he's not able to do it, he should push himself to do it, knowing that Hashem listens to him and slowly, slowly things will open up for the person. Similarly, a person should increase his thoughts about Hashem. And the more that a person feels the, uh, increases to feel this way the more he will merit that reality and a person should engage whenever possible to do this and especially on Shabbos to invest time to speak to Hashem think and feel about Hashem how Hashem is found here with me and I am with him and to feel the love and the closeness to Hashem until the point is where he reaches a level to feel that Hashem is the natural reality and these feelings and these thoughts and your conduct is totally nullified to Hashem's conduct and that will become your second nature. Nature, And a person like this can elevate and merit such a level to change everything that he sees into a divine vision and to see himself in the whole world to be one small reality, okay? And to uh, understand how the divine light is part of all of that reality. This is complete vacus, 
to see Hashem unified with him totally in a way that there is no other reality that other than Hashem. It's all coming from God's life source and any connection to this world has to be with a divine vision. This is the Dveikus that is revealed on Shabbos. And every Jew needs to and is able to grasp a little of this according to his level, at least a little bit at a time. And with the power of Shabbos, Hashem will merit us to continue that the rest of the week. Okay, so that was the second chapter. Now we get to the third chapter and the final chapter in this section, which is called Shabbos is the divine revelation of a taste of the world to come. So very good for Friday for us to talk about this. And this has seven subsections. Subsection number one. The foundation is that all reality in the world lives and exists only from the power of the light of Hashem that gives life and existence. As the Pasuk in Nehemiah says, And you, Hashem, give life to everything. In all reality exists, even though it seems to be very concealed and it seems to be the opposite of godliness, a person needs to know that that is also the light of Hashem because the inner aspect is only the light of Hashem, but there are concealments because the entire creation, everything that's in it, is only revelation of the light of Hashem and any concealments are only like garments, but there really is no true reality that's far away from a Baruch Second point, and now he says, there are three levels in revealing the light of Hashem. Okay, number one is what's called revealing the holiness completely. Okay, in, in areas of holiness. And it's revealing Hashem in areas that are holy situations or holy areas. The second one is revealing it in areas of the mundane and the third one is where it's very concealed, where it's really revealing in places of evil and prohibition, which are the klipas. And therefore, our service is to elevate everything and connect it all to the root of Hashem. And every situation needs a different way to do it. So when you're having three different situations in life, you have to approach them all in a little different way, in a way to connect them to Hashem. Aspects of Kedusha. Asa means you're doing a mitzvah. So what are you supposed to be thinking and doing when you're doing the mitzvah? How do you elevate that action of the mitzvah? Well, by in general, learning Torah lishma. And therefore, when you learn Torah for the sake of learning Torah to connect to Hashem, that will have you do the mitzvahs properly. If you're ignorant, you really don't know what you're doing with the mitzvahs. So that's critical. If you don't learn Torah for the sake of getting close to Hashem, then every activity you're going to do that's a mitzvah will not get you close to Hashem. Second, in the areas of the mundane, you elevate it by, by making use of these things with dveikus and precious and abstinence. Meaning, a person abstains from what he does not need of that physical reality. Because understanding that the external reality in and of itself has, has no true light and pleasure. It's just the divine spark that's inside of that. That is what illuminates, and that's the pleasure. 
So now you have to have the ability to overcome and abstain. And that comes from the fact that a person thinks that, uh, uh, in other words, to, to overcome and be able to abstain comes from the fact that um, you're leaving the thoughts of thinking that I have an independent reality. And you enter in the realm and recognize that everything lives by Hashem's light. And the inner aspect of that reality is Hashem's sparks that are enclosed and concealed. So I don't have to run after the foolish externals. And what I do need, I should only use it to connect to Hashem with clear thoughts that I should think the truth is that it's all Hashem's energy. And through proper speech, you can reveal that concept. So therefore, what he needs to know, that which you need, whether it's for your body or for your soul, to that extent, you use the physical world. But do it with a connection, thinking and feeling about Hashem, with an understanding that the whole goal of the pleasure is only to extract the divine spark that's buried within the physical realm and not from the physical thing itself. Therefore, you're going to be eating a meal, so you only eat what you need to eat. And realize the only thing I'm really trying to do is to connect to the energy of Hashem that's producing the food. They'll have me connect to Hashem and not to connect to the food. That's the second area. And the third is bearer is clarification when you're in the world of the Klippus, where the light is concealed totally. That's the world of tests. And unfortunately, where we stumble in those tests, how do we elevate that? You have to separate them from them with Mesiras Nefesh. You just got to stay away. This is not good. It's an Avera. Whatever it is, tray food, Lashonara, whatever it is, you, that is bad. So what's my Avoda? Stay away. And if you fall and you sin, accept upon yourself. From now on, I'll have Mesiras Nefesh. And now I'll nullify myself to Hashem's will and to connect Hashem with Shuva Mesiras Nefesh. In other words, in a place where the Klippos are concealing everything, you got to run away from the evil with all kinds of Mesiris Nefesh and to decide to be loyal to Hashem, even when everything is concealed in the worst way, and to remember that only Hashem is found and only Hashem is true, and I only conduct myself according to His will, and I run after Hashem constantly, and I decide that even if the evil is so strong, I will still remain loyal to Hashem. And if you fall, God forbid, you'll do tshuva. And you'll recognize that you made a mistake. And you'll understand that the bad is bad. And say, from now on, I am separating myself from the evil. And it's hard. And I'm being most nefesh for this. And you will merit that those sins will now become merits. Because the external reality of the evil is nullified through regret. And therefore, all that's left is the good that was concealed in, and that turns into good. What he's saying is like this. Hashem brings you a, a test. There's an evil reality out there, and you fall for it, and you do against the will of Hashem. But when you tshuva, what you're doing is you're saying, you know what, I understand this was really just silliness externally, but really the will of Hashem was inside of that. So now it's like you're extracting the evil and now by behaving in the evil way, 
but that still had Hashem's energies in it, so to speak. And now that tshuva makes that a, um, action a merit because there was the divine aspect within the evil that is there only when you do tshuva. So again, we have three levels. There is levels of holiness, levels of mundane, and things that are totally forbidden. And again, the way we act in the first one is to elevate it and to reveal the goodness that's there. It's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu, every way according to the three levels that are there. So you've got to be ready to adapt. But critical is you got to learn Torah. you got to learn Torah and you got to know what am I supposed to be doing with these mitzvahs and what they're all about. Like we're learning this Torah. That's a good start. And then with the mundane, just to look for the godly part. And the bad stuff, just stay away. Okay. Subsection four. Yeah, Rabbi, just a quick one. Yeah. With the third level, as far as staying away, recognizing that because and staying away, this is being counteracted. It's easy to stay away, then you can't recognize what. No, you understand that Hashem is, create, is allowing an evil reality to exist that we're meant to stay away from. Recognize it, just stay away. In other words, if you're going to say, wow, this affair is going to make me happy. That's what Yates are saying. This is pleasure unbelievable. This is going to give me pleasure and it's something I really want. What you got to do is say, listen, this is just phony baloney. This is not a pleasure. It's masquerading as a pleasure. Hashem is causing that evil is making it look like it's a good thing. But I realize this is not a good thing. Again, we're going for the outside. What's the inside? The inside is something to test you with. I got to bring out, this is just a test. Again, it could be as simple as Arab Shabbos. People in your family are doing things to get you upset. And you have to understand that, no, no, no. It's Hashem is behind this. Hashem is testing me to see if I'm loyal to him. And therefore, this aspect of anger that I'm beginning to feel, I'm going to run away from it. And I'm going to realize this is only a test. This is not going to make me happy by yelling and screaming. This is not the real reality. The real reality is Hashem to see, am I humble? Am I, am I surrendering myself to Hashem's will to the extent that even though I really want to do what's bad, I will not do what is bad. So, but you're realizing it's Hashem is behind it. Still Hashem is behind it. And to be able to run away from that, meaning to say I'm running away from the evil and going back to Hashem's arms, so to speak. That's that's how you have to look at that. Okay. And this is our, our service to Hashem in actuality to live in this world with an inner recognition that everything is alive from Hashem and to connect all our actions to that inner core. And although we have to live with the externals of life, but we live with them with the recognition that we're revealing now Hashem from that and to connect everything to that true reality. And this is called a very nice term, Geulas Hadas, which means um, uh, salvation of the intellect. There's Golos Hadas, there's the exile of intellect, where your your intellect has been captured, and now you're freeing your intellect. 
that the creature has succeeded to connect the creation to the true root and to leave the mistakes of this world. And that's the Geula Sadas we're looking for. And, of course, in section Hay, he says that true Gula Sadas will only happen in the future when Mashiach comes. That's going to happen in Olam Haba. And that's why we have to be looking forward to Olam Haba. We're not looking forward to Olam Haba because everything's going to be fine. What does that mean? Everything's going to be fine. It means my mind will be free. My intellect will be free. And therefore, we need to know that everything we're doing right now, this is a high level according to where we're at now if we succeed. But there's much higher revelations yet to come. And you have to yearn and want that. Because our understandings today is like the aspect of Shmi, of hearing. And we're, and we're yearning for the time to get the level of seeing. There's in hearing and seeing. Seeing is believing. So we're gonna wanna reach that level. Even if, we're, even if we're reaching some level of seeing when we explained it already, but it's still not the real seeing. But when the revelation comes, we'll connect totally to the unity of Hashem with complete bittal, without any klipas, without any concealments. That's what we're yearning for. And we're yearning to reveal that reality, and we're waiting for the times of Mashiach, whether it's in terms of the revelation of Hashem's honor, or whether we'll be able to get closer to Hashem and get back to the base of Mikdash with all that perfection. And the more we speak about the Geula, the redemption, and we yearn for it, we pull the light in, even now, and we get ourselves closer and the whole world to that great revelation that's going to happen. Because if you if you know it's it's happening, you want it to happen, time is relative. So you, you really want it to happen, so you're already bringing in some of those energies. And that's why he says... And this is the virtue of the Holy Shabbos, which is a taste of the world to come. And that's where the light ends, uh, the infinite light will illuminate with the most awesome revelation, like the light that will happen in Olam Haba. And therefore, just like in the future, where the whole goal is of the 6,000 years of creation, that's Olam Haba. So Shabbos is the goal of the six days of the week. Because now the light is really revealed in a clear way. And everything we worked on during the week to clarify more and more becomes more clear in a more perfect way on Shabbos. And comes out all the six days of the week as a preparation for the light that's revealed on Shabbos. Shabbos is the time of actual revelation. And therefore, preparation is so important. Because according to that avoda of all the days of the week, so will be the revelation on Shabbos. And therefore, Shabbos is the ultimate revelation. So we have to understand that Shabbos is also a time of menuch, of rest, because when the revelation comes, you just sit back and take it in. If you think that a Shabbos is a day where nothing's happening, okay, I can't do anything, so nothing is happening. Okay, and that creates doubts. You know what that's like? Let's say a guy prepares an amazing, fancy meal, makes lots of effort, and now it's time to eat. He doesn't want to eat. We'll say you're a fool. Don't you want? Don't you want what you prepared? So what does that mean? I mean, Shabbos is very active time. 
to actively appreciate what happens. And if you just say, well, today is sleep it off, you don't appreciate what the shop has done. But if you've been searching for Hashem for six days, then that's what's going to happen on that seventh day. And that's going to create a great reality for us. Now, there was one uh, footnote that I skipped. So give me a second. Uh, I don't know where it was. I know I read it through. Oh, yes. Oh, that was the one. Okay, that's something really was from yesterday, but it's 7.55. We got to stop, so we're going to maybe leave that. But anyway, leave, leave you hanging a little bit, or maybe we'll just... And the next section for next week is goes into now the basics of Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, things that we've been talking about to get more understanding of that. Okay, have a good Erev Shabbos. Shkoyach. Be safe. Be safe.